Welcome to the Black Hereford Chronicles with Jen Hill. Join me for insightful conversations and interviews about our cattle industry. Here we discuss the shared struggles and successes of this life we've chosen as ranchers. Here, we seek to learn from the experts around us, eager to grow and challenge the accepted. Here we are, the Black Hereford Chronicles. Congratulations to all of the show and sale participants last week at the Congressional Elite online Black Hereford sale and then those show participants that were down there for Cattlemen's Congress. The online Black Hereford sale that was the first of the month had eight female lots, which averaged just over $4,300, and two bull lots, which averaged $3,250. There was also a passel full of frozen lots that were offered as well. If you're interested in those, I would encourage you to hop on to Facebook and check out how they all did. Again, congratulations to all of those consigners. This episode is supported by Schrader's Black Herefords. I've been telling you about the Schrader team for a good while now. If you're looking for a family operation deeply rooted in American Black Herefords, an operation with a commitment to breeding quality cattle and doing it right, an operation with a passion for the breed and a passion for Black Herefords, Schrader's is it. They are committed to improving the breed through extensive data collection and constant evaluation. It's not surprising that they sell bulls fast. Schrader's are taking reservations on spring calves now. To find out more, you can call Jason at 573-680-1439 or check out their website, Schrader's, that's spelled S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-S, SchradersBlackHerfords.com. And don't forget to follow them on Facebook. I'm back with another episode of the Black Hereford Chronicles. I've got a guest today that I think I'm going to have a really fun conversation with. And and I believe that we are all going to get some really cool insights out of this conversation. So Blake, would you uh, introduce yourself and kind of give us a, a background into what you do up there in Montana? You bet. Uh, Jennifer, I am Blake Newfer. I uh, own the Montana Livestock Auction uh, here in Ramsey, Montana, uh, a livestock market that uh, that we are very proud of, a livestock market that has grown and become uh, one that is talked about, and we're proud of that. And uh, anyway, we do we don't do a great big business, about sixty to seventy thousand head a year. And uh, we love to help our customers. We believe in the ranchers uh, in this industry, and uh, it, we're just always excited to help uh, kids, either scholarship wise, four uh, H, FFA. We're just always there for our community, and that is a big part of our life. Well, I have to tell you, it has always been like a secret dream of mine to work at a livestock auction. And I know my husband would tell me I'm nuts, but I just think that you guys see everything. Like you would just, every day is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, And there's always something really interesting. I never go to the sale barn and walk away thinking, well, that was boring. Like there's always yep. something interesting. <laughs> oh yeah. And th- there's lots of characters come to a sale barn. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to pick your brain first today a little bit on marketing calves. We're kind of to that time of year. Uh, I know that a lot of the people that pull them right off the cow and sell are done, but there's a lot of us that hold on a little bit longer. And and so that's kind of on the forefront of a lot of people's minds. 
Absolutely. So when you're marketing calves and we still at our operation, you know, we were cow calf based and we've got um, some seed stock that we do as well, but mm-hmm. we're old fashioned. We go to the sale barn. Somebody's Good somebody's got to keep price discovery rolling, right? You betcha. True price discovery. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. But I always wonder what more could we be doing? So for prep sale day, what, what are the steps that we should be making sure that we are taking before we put those calves on the truck? So, so sale day, let's talk uh, before sale day. Then right. can I go back up? You betcha. Please do. So, so you, should we start with a, a guy that is, uh, should we cover everybody's basis? Say a guy that's still uh, going to sell them with the calf fat on them or the milk fat on them, excuse me, uh, and then go into the weaned. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about that guy that's going to sell those calves with the milk fat on them. Let's get some good shots in them. Let, let's get some shots in them that uh, that are at least three to four weeks before you take them to the sale. Four weeks is better, to be honest with you. Those calves, are if they're given a live virus vaccine, they're still going to be in a sweat. Let, let's let's get it at four weeks. Let's, let's get them to the barn with a four-week shot at them and a spring shot also. But also, let's let that livestock owner know uh, at least uh, 10 days, two weeks ahead of time that you're bringing your calves to town. That gives that livestock market owner the opportunity to organize his, uh, his market, uh, pen space. It gives him the opportunity to advertise those calves. And it's so easy to advertise nowadays with, with social media. I mean, give that livestock market owner the opportunity to brag about your calves, uh, get them on a, a consignment list, and uh, let the world know they're, they're, that they're coming to town. That That is huge to a livestock owner, uh, market owner. So so then uh, you get, you do all that. Of course, you've taken care of the genetics. You've uh, rode up at our barn. They come in. They they get to fill out a little short questionnaire. Tell us about your uh, breed. Tell us about the genetics you've been using. Fill it out completely. Help that market owner out as much as you possibly can. And and so uh, bring them to the sales. Stand there. I love uh, people to be there when their cattle sell. It, it amazes me, to be honest with you, Jennifer, how many people uh, come drop their calves off and they don't stay. Just blows my mind. This is this is payday, man. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So anyway, we, we even make a big family deal out of it. My kids get out of school for the day. Everybody goes. Great. We are all there together. Super. That that's that's fantastic. That's because I like the youth and agriculture involved in seeing how mom and dad make a living. I always and, go and, back and forth. Should I should I dress them well so we look nice and presentable, or should I make them look a little dirty and scrubby so we look like we can use <laughs> a few extra bids? I can never decide. No, come dress dress uh, dress uh, for, <laughs> for for profit. That's no doubt. That's my big deal. So. Anyway, so so we got those calves sold. Let's move into your weaning, wean calves, selling wean calves. The wean calf, the same thing. Get good shots in them. But the biggest deal 
in my opinion, Jennifer, on a wean cap is they have got to be weaned more than 45 days, 45 days or more. They've got to be. Uh, send those calves down the road, both uh, unweaned and weaned calves, send those calves down the road and start building you a reputation in the industry. And it's never too late to, to continue that reputation, to start a reputation that when those calves uh, hit the hit the bunk, they're going to go forward, and that buyer is going to go, "Wow, I remember Jennifer Hill family's calves. That's what, I got to go back to that place and buy those calves again. They they were outstanding. Uh, I, I'll never forget a, a story. One time, uh, many many years ago, I I uh, worked for Superior Livestock as a regional manager for many years, and I got on the elevator in Denver one time, and a, I one of the big buyers was on the elevator and. And I said, hey, how was so-and-so's calves this year? Oh, they were excellent. Immediate answer. He said, they were excellent. And I looked at him and I said, how do you know that? He said, because they wasn't bad. I only remember the bad ones. <laughs> so anyway, that, that is something that I have always remembered and, and have passed on to, to many producers and said, you you don't think those buyers remember or those feeders remember. They remember. They remember the bad ones. And you don't want to be on that list. One question that we always struggle with every year and go back and forth on is how long ahead of time, ahead of the sale date, should we really ship? What are your thoughts on that? You know, it it all depends on your yard, uh, you know, that you're going to. And most of them are excellent, I, I believe, in our industry, our, our livestock in, uh, marketing industry. Uh, I think that that uh, if they're there and they got fresh water and it's not town water and uh, those pens are strawed like we do and and uh, those calves, even an unweaned calf, if they're a little bit bigger, can go in the afternoon before. Okay. Uh, and it depends on how big a haul you got. But I, I like a weaned calf. I like a yearling. Uh, our sale day is Friday. I like to see them start coming in on Wednesday. Come on in, you know, let, mm -hmm. let's uh, show them some different feed. Cattle will always go to different feed just because it's new. You know, uh, and and fresh water, clean water troughs, uh, the whole deal. So, so it don't bother me for like I say, a wing calf to come in on Wednesday. They're going to get sold on Friday, but they're also going to get brand inspected. They're gonna they're going to go through whatever they need to go through and put back to bed and uh, get sorted for how they're going to sell. So that when it's sell day, they get up in the morning, stretch, and they're down the alley and go to the ring. Kentucky's Walters Cattle Farms has been a wonderful sponsor of the Black Hereford Chronicles. The Walters are committed to the American Black Hereford Association and its members. They believe in the future of this breed and the education and community that the association can provide. They also believe in muscled cattle. Take a look at what Walters Cattle Farms have going on by following them on Facebook, or you can give Robert a holler at 270-832-1180. How important do you feel like calf consistency in those pot loads is? Calf consistency as far as just as their breed. phenotype. Yep. Do they need oh, to yeah. look the same, yeah. about the same size? I, I, that's a point that they I do. think we sometimes miss. 
is the importance yes. of consistency and you see it better than anybody else. So I'd love for you to yes. touch on that. It, it, you know what? Uh, good point, Jennifer. It is important. Uh, it is important. And you can start that at home uh, by by literally the genetics you're buying, by, by your breed up, by your uh, knocking your bulls off when they're supposed to be knocked off. Uh, your management can take care of a lot of that. And consistency and and being the same. I, I'll never forget, once again, back in my days, traveling around the country and, and uh, talking to many groups and standing in front of a lot of people. You know, my big deal was, you know, watch your genetics by the same kind of bull. Did I talk about color? No, I did not talk about color. I talked about buying the same kind of bull. And, and I think that is still, to this day, Extremely important. Uh, buy the, the same kind of bulls each and every year. Uh, those those seed stock producers, you're in the business. It's their job to watch your genetics, your seed stock producers' genetics, to make your customers' cattle better. Uh, that's what I always believe. Whether I was right or wrong, I don't know. But it matters, you know. And I think we we have a tendency to either get stuck with the same thing that grandpa was doing, yes. right? And we don't think it all the way through or we swing that pendulum way the other direction and say like, I am going to just shoot for a home run and you wind up with wildly inconsistent calves and that right. sale barn sort will get you every time. The goal exactly. should be to limit your sort. Yeah, yeah, I agreed with you there. One, one thing uh, a person needs to remember when you take them to a livestock market in, in this great country of ours, their object, they are working for you and they get paid when you get paid. So if you get paid more, they get paid more. And, and never forget, they, they sell cattle the best they possibly can or as much as they can, because they're they're in in the boat with you too. So never forget that. I, I and you touched on something there. Uh, you hear it all the time. You don't hear as often uh, anymore, but you just still do. Well, we've done this for fifty years. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Fifty years ago, I, I I liken it to fifty years ago was the way of life. It was a great way of life. It's still a great way of life. But it has turned into a business, business more than it has a way of life. Yeah, absolutely. So any big do's or don'ts that you would recommend to people? I'm sure you've seen some pretty crazy things come through. Are there things we should glaringly avoid? Things that we should make sure beyond those shots and, and getting those preconditioning things done? You know... No great big. The only things that pop out in, in me or or are uh, are people that just totally don't understand, and we market their cattle to the best of our and their ability, you know. And some of it's just that's the way it is, Jennifer. There, there's none of us that can help that. I uh, uh, just, I guess, promote yourselves. Uh, be pr be proud of who you are, uh, Jennifer. the The rancher today, absolutely beyond a doubt, needs to realize that he ha he needs to hold his head high, poke his chest out, and say, 
I'm an American rancher because I provide the world with the most safest, best protein known in the world today. In the world, Jennifer, nobody can feed cattle like we can in America. Nobody can. So, so we are all in this together. Yeah, we can cuss the packer and we can cuss the feeder and they're making too much. But you know what? It, it, we're all in this together. So let's just admit that, be proud of what we do and where we come from and make sure there's a sign out at the end of your road telling people that this this is the Hill Ranch and we are proud of what we raise. I, well, I think that's huge. I think that there's some notes that the cow-calf guy can take from the seed stock guy in all of that. You know, I, we were, were fifth generation cow-calf and wow. newer to the seed stock. And I've picked up some tips, right, as we've delved into this. And we've started to market our calves similarly to how we do our bulls. And by that, I mean, I'm out there taking videos of those calves, making sure that I have posted everywhere when they are going to sell and they're all their information, the same stuff that the sale barn is going to be saying, I'm saying it too from my platform. And then I'm asking about our buyers and trying to make some of those connections with the buyers. That way next year, I know who I should bug. And those are mm -hmm. things that we haven't always done on the cow-calf side, but they're things that the seed stock guys have been doing forever, right? right. And maybe it's right. time to take some of those notes and market in similar fashion. Absolutely. You're you're a cell barn stream producer. There is no <laughs> doubt about it. I, I I love your attitude. I love how how you're thinking there. And that's and that's what you should be doing. And, and another thing, while you're doing all of that, and you've brought your family to the sale barn and watched your cattle sale and and you have watched Hoof Bottom, when you walk out of there, make sure you stop by and shake their hand and thank them. Yes. Because and buyers love that. Buyers love that. Oh, there's a connection there. And a super, super way to go about business. Well, we make our kids do it in 4-H and there's good reason we make them do that, you know, so you keep that going. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about, I'd love to talk value added a little bit. We hear mm -hmm. so much about value added. And I think there's been some pushback from the cow-calf community because at a certain point that value has to trickle down to us, right? Or it's not really value added for us. Exactly. Are there any value-added programs that you see huge benefit from that you really feel like people are reaping that value? I might be a poor one to ask. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. I uh, Value-added is, my value-added opinion is it's the stuff that you're doing. It's, it's, making sure those calves got shots that you're making sure those calves um have a mineral program i think that's huge a worming program i think those are all don't get me wrong they're not inexpensive but they're inexpensive compared to some value added programs right you know that that's what i'm getting at it, it's all money you know and i think some of these value added programs have got a little bit out of hand um, to be honest with you. And, and I, uh, I, I think they're good, but I think they cost a lot of money. So yeah. make sure you do your homework, make sure you do your homework. You're not signing up for something. You just, Oh shoot. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, so, 
I guess that's where I am. Stick to the basics. Stick to what you know. Uh, take care of your genetics. Like I said, genetic shots, worming, uh, you know, the whole deal. And I think that's where your value added is. And building that reputation, as I have mentioned, and, you know, making sure those calves hit the bunk. Yeah. Let's talk numbers for a minute. You hear a lot of people complain that, well, you know, I've only got 20, so I'm always going to hit the bottom of the price because I'm only running 20 head in. Do you feel like there is a minimum threshold number to make those pens really, really run? No, I do not. As long as those calves are what we've been talking about. Yeah. Guys, they need those calves. We are in a time right now, they really need those calves. So uh, don't be bashful. Make sure they're done just like everybody else's 200 head bunches. Uh, Be proud of them. You you raised them. Uh, Same story for the little guy. I believe in the little guy. Uh, They they make pot loads. So don't be bashful. Absolutely. Do you guys have some consignment sales that run through some people that that do their seed stock registered sales at your barn? Yes, we do. Uh, The third uh, Saturday of uh, March every year, we have the South Montana Angus Association sale there. Uh, In December, we have the hollow top sale. I I should have mentioned them first because we just had that sale the other day. Uh, fantastic sale. They do a great job with their customers. So does South Montana. Uh, the end of March, I think the last Saturday of March is usually right in there, is uh, the Sipe Charlet Bull sale. Uh, another good sale. So that's about all that we run through there each year for now. Any specific advice or things that you've seen that work well or don't work on that side of it, on selling papered stock? You know, it's like you have mentioned, Jennifer, those those seed stock producers kind of have it down. And and I I've been in the business, too. And and uh, uh, along with being with Superior, you know, started the selling them over the Internet or the video and many, many hundred years ago, because I'm really old, uh, you know, so. They've got it down, kind of, and and they do their job. And uh, you can tell by how many cars are in the parking lot when it's uh, uh, 10 to 1 and the sale starts at 1. And generally, at our barn, the parking lot's full. So, uh, I don't know. They just do a good job of merchandising, and I think you're right. I think people need to, need to take their, their notebook out and kind of write about it. Ah, the parking lot thing terrifies me. I've had to come to grips with the new world we live in that Mm -hmm. the parking lot's not always full, but that's okay because everybody's online. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And that, that's a true story. That is a true story. So, but both sales, I don't know. Right. Both sales, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, Not so much, but yes, selling your calves, don't worry. And the other thing that's happened, uh, Jennifer, you see a lot more of the order buyers packing more orders and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and it's all it is, is uh, taking care of business a little more efficiently, you know, and, uh, and so that's kind of the way our, our world is turning right now. 
Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know that it's kind of a a weird, it seems like between about Thanksgiving and New Year's, things get weird (laughs) in the marketing business. (laughs) And so I I just really appreciate you taking some time out today to run through some of these tips. I'm certainly over here taking notes because we're getting ready to to go to market ourselves. So thank you so much. No, thank you for having me on, Jennifer. Anytime. By gosh, give me a buzz. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. You can get in on the conversation over at our Facebook page at Black Hereford Chronicles, where we'd love to hear from you. Of course, don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.